In the ninth season premiere of CBS's smash hit Two and a Half Men, Charlie Sheen's character, Charlie Harper, is dead. His beach house is sold to Ashton Kutcher's character, Walden Schmidt. Three seasons later, in the 12th season, Walden decides to reprioritize his life after a health scare by deciding to adopt a baby. He realizes that the only way to do this is to be married, but doesn't know anyone who's willing to do it. So he asks Alan to marry him and pretend they're a gay couple, thus ensuring success at adopting. Jenny moves out of the house and moves in with Evelyn due to Walden and Alan preparing to adopt. They adopt an African-American child, Louis, and subsequently divorce to pursue relationships with women. Alan proposes to Lindsay a second time, and she accepts, while Walden begins a relationship with Lewis's social worker, Mrs. McMartin. Charlie Sheen, at the end of this season, character Charlie Harper, is eventually revealed to be alive, having been kept prisoner by Rose until escaping. But before he can confront Walden and Alan and reveal this shattering news, he's killed by a falling piano uh, from the sky. After his death, the entire series ends with show creator Chuck Lorre appearing on film and winking at the camera. I think he says winning at the very end. This disgraceful exit and this disgraceful show overshadows, first of all, embodies many things like misogyny, uh, homophobia, and generally just cash grabbing um, viewers' attentions, which is the, more or less the path CBS took mm. uh, after that. And, and, and one of those cash grabs, Nick, uh, is Charlie Sheen's personal connection with Rottenberger beer out of Germany. Uh, during the show's run, uh, during this disgraceful exit, uh, Charlie Sheen uh, introduced Rottenberger as Charlie Harper's favorite beer. So, Two and a Half Men, while disgraced, disgusting, and generally a hack of a show, um, the opposite of all of those qualities, uh, honorable, truthful, and generally creative uh, pioneers, these two men, Nick and I, we're going to sample Charlie's favorite beer. That's Rotteberger Pilsner out of Germany. Here you go, my dear boy. Thank you, Joe. Glad to be back. Glad to be here. Glad it's been to... a while. Oh, an abrupt ending on the, <laughs> on the music. It's been a while uh, since you've been part of the program. It's been about a month since we've recorded. Uh, yeah. It what, feels three good? weeks? Something? Cheers. Cheers. The clink of the plastic cup. Mm-hmm. That's a nice beer. That's a very nice beer. Very nice beer. and smooth. I can see why Charlie Sheen signed a deal with it. Mm-hmm. Did you know about how Two and a Half Men, the, the yeah. 12th season, I all was of vaguely the awful aware. shit yeah. they threw? Yeah. It's just during the whole tiger blood thing and then the HIV thing and yeah. all that. But I mean, this is Charlie Sheen's not even participating in the show at this point. This right. is just like, I mean, it's almost like. Well, he like, he trash talked everyone on the show, right? That's why they were. He did, and that's why they did the piano death thing. And the whole series yeah. ends with Chuck Lorre coming on air and winking and saying winning. I mean, it's just nonsense. Chuck Lorre thinks he's bigger than the show. One might. Uh, just nonsensical. Just the plot lines I was describing. It, it's just of like disgusting. Like everybody knows that show was bad the whole run mm. and got worse. But I. I don't know. It gave us Angus T. Jones or whatever his it name did, is. It did. Uh, but. I don't know if that's his name. I think that's close. Uh, Angus, it, Angus. Angus T. Jones. Yeah, Angus you got T. it. Angus T. Jones. My boy. 
He's no boy anymore. He's a grown man. Yeah, he's 24 years old. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, but I didn't know that the show went to that absurdist. Like, if you just read that plotline like it did without seeing it, I mean, was it a jump or did they slowly devolve into whatever the fuck that was? Well, I think most of the storylines were like Charlie's up in a new broad each week, right? Right, and then they just replaced him with Ashton Kutcher, and he was doing that then. Yeah. But the fact that they became a a couple couple. to adopt a kid. Did Charlie Sheen and Ashton Kutcher become the couple? No. Charlie Sheen was gone for the... John Cryer Cryer and Ashton Ashton Kutcher Kutcher. became a couple to adopt a kid. Okay. And then they finally found love, and then Charlie Sheen revealed to be alive. He's kept prisoner, and he's killed by a falling piano before he can confront them and and expose them. Oh, okay. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, that just sucks. That's pretty bad. Why did Ashton, our dear boy Ashton, of punked fame... He's been cash-grabbing for for years. He's no better than the rest of those fuckers. Is he? He was doing, like, the ranch. He testified in front of Congress uh, for something. Did he? For, like, child trafficking or something. Well, that's nice. Something like that. I'm sure he's a good guy, but he's he's certainly willing to take take money. Well, wouldn't you... I'm not sure. You, if you have that much money already, do you really need to go and do the ranch? Like, yeah, the ranch is weird, but he was like, he's in on the production of that show, right? He's like somewhat. So he's just he the, is trying to make it good then, but it's so. just bad and embarrassing. So that's about as good as Ashton Kutcher can do. Why isn't he doing movies? Isn't he still a big star? Like, can't he? Yeah, I don't know if he doesn't want to do movies. He's never been a great actor. He's just no. he's like he can be funny in that role, and he's good to look at. Yeah, he testified before Congress about ending modern slavery. So, yeah, like child trafficking and sex trafficking. Well, good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but his shows suck. Anyway, uh, uh, welcome back. Let's shift subjects out of Ashton Kutcher. Although you look at trance now. I'm watching you. Hey, I'm on that Twitter list. feed at A plus K, and <laughs> I am sucked in the Ashton hole. He builds things, stories, companies, collaborations of thoughts, dreams, and he believes in a future where we will all have a right to pursue happiness. That's me. Oh, God. Ashen. Or no, that, uh, there's more. That's me, you, us. Oh. That's like a... <laughs> a little inside talk from the Cold Case Boys. Yeah, listeners love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's me, that's you, that's us, and this is now. <laughs> Uh, how's the Redebacher doing? I like it a lot. It's smooth. I drink a lot of Pilsners these days. It's all a drink. Catch, catch us up to speed. Catch the listeners up to speed. What have you been up to? We, we, we haven't heard from you for a month. I was back in Wisconsin. Yeah. The glory land. Yep. The mothership. The mothership. Um, had a friend's wedding, good friend's wedding. And it was, it was a good time. Good. Went back to Madison. Yep. Had some cheese curds. Yeah. You bet. Um. Bet you drank some Pilsners. I don't know if I drank Pilsners, but I drank a lot of beers. I drank a lot of Rattlers and Shandies and such. Uh, Summer beers. It was hot. Have you been, like, crafting any Shandies lately? (sighs) Yeah. I know that you did. Now, if you had bothered to listen to the episode that came out while you were gone, Montucky, we talked about a good Shandy recipe. I'll just leave that to your surprise. Mm. And uh, we just absolutely destroyed, owned your Shandy recipe. Yeah. No, we did. And simply wasn't cutting it. (laughs) No, we didn't. I love it. I've been adding some um, uh, Contro, I think, or Curacao, something. I don't know what that is. The orange stuff you put in uh, margaritas. That orange stuff, like that orange president we have? (laughs) Uh, I I don't know. What are you talking about? Orange stuff you put in margaritas. 
or uh, Grand Marnier. That's what Grand I've been Marnier. adding. You've Grand been adding Marnier. that to your shandies and rabbits. Just a touch. Why do and you have that? It's just in the liquor cabinet. Okay. It's in daddy's liquor cabinet. <laughs> Only I have the key. Uh, and then also some orange bitters on top. Wow. Which makes it a little more fragrant. Sure. But it's adding a lot of orange. I mean, a shandy with the lemonade. Yeah, the now you have a lemon. Fine. It's fine. It's fine just combining it. No lime yet? Uh, no. Just lemons and That's oranges. That's too basic. Okay. 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 I think Radeberger would be a good uh, entry with a shandy. This is very light and refreshing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Get a little lemonade in there, orange mm-hmm. juice, whatever. Uh, Joe, I don't like talking about myself. Okay. Let's go back to Radeberger then. I think you and I were both raised to not talk about ourselves. We, we should hate ourselves. We shouldn't be running a podcast then. No. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't do anything. Right. We should hate ourselves yeah. and dig in the ground until we die. That's oh. what we were raised to do. Okay. Yeah. Is this, this is the end of the point that you're getting? <laughs> is that we're just here uh, on this mortal coil until we die? Well, I'm saying when you set me up to be like, what have you been up to lately? Yeah, well, like I'm know. a celeb on the couch in your talk show. The listeners want to know what you've been up to lately. And I'm just here trying to channel w- what the listeners want. I want to give them I've what they want. They've been asking. personally visited most the of, homes our listeners. of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> So they know. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, fine. Uh, we won't catch anyone up. I, I think we should just move to Radeberger then. It's So this is a German import. Uh, a better band of beer makes a Radeberger better. Thank you. Thank you. Tip but of the see, cap. See, now, with quips like that, our listeners are salivating when you oh. leave. You leave for a month, and they, they say, get riled. where is he? And who is he entertaining? People are getting dialed. They're getting riled. Dialed and riled. Uh, Radeberger started in 1872. Uh, in in the vicinity of Dresden, uh, survived the Dresden bombings, uh, and it's expanded and it's 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 produced worldwide. There isn't really a lot of interesting stuff. No, there's not. Other than like this show, a favorite beer of the character Charlie Harper in Two and a Half Men, like I mentioned, and Vladimir Putin during his days as a KGB agent in Dresden in the 1980s, especially oh, wow. enjoyed the beer of Radeberg. Okay. Mm-hmm. That seems like that could be made up. It's but... not made up. There's a source on Wikipedia. <laughs> so this is Putin's favorite, and this is Charlie Sheen's favorite. So two outstanding people love Radeberger. Yeah. And now, and now us. These two men love Radeberger. I do like it. It's going down very smoothly, and uh, I want to eat something with it, though. Okay. We have a parable of terrible here. Oh, my gosh. Well, we brought in... Nick is, Nick's a little it's a hungry. Total His surprise. blood sugar is low because he's uh, talking about just existing in order to die. I got LSD. That's how you know it. I mean, LBS. That's how you know sugar. That's how you know when Nick's got low blood sugar. Uh, we got a real stinky blue cheese to go with this German. ass cheese. This German power, this, this light German beer. So we're trying to build a little contrast here. Yeah. This is a Rogue Creamery German, or sorry, Caveman Blue. Rogue Creamery Caveman Blue Cheese. This is especially gnarly. There is a piece of mold in this I cheese. I saw that. That's like, I mean, it's the size of a dime, basically. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, so I'm just going to take a chunk the here. Pass chunky, that off chunk. to you. Uh, I don't know how much. It's I want very, to take very this. blue. You got to take a good, like at least this much. I'm okay. holding about a. Okay. I'm holding a about a, a marble si- a marble sized piece of this. A cheese. pog's worth. If you oh, that's that bigger. Down, that's a pog. That's a I got pog a slammer size. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> go for it. Slam it down. Slam it down. It's gonna be creamy as hell in that mouth of yours. 
I can just imagine. Oh, oh no. Fuck. Mm. Okay. Oh. It's not going well over there. I'll let you go. go. I'll let you go. I don't even. Oh, man. Almighty. That's just. Oh. If you took the wrong bite of that cheese, that would just be mold. (laughs) Like certain bites, there would only be mold and not cheese. And the beer didn't help at all. I thought maybe that harsh flavor of the beer would calm it. I think the only good thing is that it washed it out of my mouth. It washed it out of your mouth. That was the only good thing. This thing's getting chunked straight in a garbage can. It that is, cheese I mean, is a little gnarly. God. Did, oh. Yeah, Look at like that. There's like green specks in there, there's too. There's a ton of mold. We should get a picture of that. I'm, I I'm, took I'm a gonna, pic. Oh, you did? Okay, good. Um, $29.99 a pound. Why? We've been had. <laughs> the, the only little chunk we got was like three bucks, though. It wasn't, it wasn't well, too bad. Well, right, but... And we should tell listeners, we did a self-checkout when we got this, and we checked out the cheese, and I yeah. was very close to just stealing this beer. Yeah. So we scanned this barcode, this fucking German dual barcode system on the back. Yeah, two barcodes. And uh, the lady checked my ID, commented on how my last name is Glock, and then left. And I scanned the thing. It wouldn't scan. And, and then when she did that, she like lifted up her shirt to show you the Glock she was concealed. Right. <laughs> Which happens all the time to me. It's all the time. I show them, I show them mine. Uh, you and Wayne LaPierre are big buds because <laughs> yeah. of your love of the Glock. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm stuck in my ways. I don't change. Uh, the, the, but we, I tried to scan this, this, this beer and, uh, it wouldn't scan. And I was just going to walk out of here with it. And your moral character, uh, made sure that the attendant came back and actually checked us out. So I, you know, I said, ma'am, yeah, ma'am. He was a little brat in there, a little stinker. And, uh, she came out, she, she properly charged up the two fifty or whatever the fuck yeah, this beer was. Yeah, like was Uh, so not bad. And this, we should say that right away. This should be available in most places, right? This is. Anywhere that has like a wide selection of beer. Yes, this is imported across the U.S. So you'll be able to find this wherever you are. get it. It's very good. It's very smooth. Yeah. It's very German too in the packaging. Some nice gold lettering. Yep. Bunch of German words. Yep. It's kind of complicated. Um, But it's, I think it's it's extremely like simple. I think that's what Mm. makes it good. Like they've refined, they're not trying to do too much with it. But at the same time, it's not like watered down. It's mm-hmm. it's real. Just it's just like as run of the mill beer as you can get. But they've perfected that. I think yeah. probably because they've been around for hundreds. And of it, years. this is the t- the typical whatever those beer standards are. The German beer standards. This has the barley, yep. water barley malt hops. That's so, it. Yep. Yep. It's good. And, and a little bit of tiger blood. <laughs> Winning. Wink. <laughs> uh, you were were you reading about like the beer process of Radenbach? Radenbach, what is it? Not Radenbach. Radenberger. <laughs> Rodenbach. That's what we've done before. Radenberger. Uh, uh, sure. Here, their website. They got a hell of a website. Radenberger.com. Okay. They got a. They got the weirdest entry for your birthday I've ever seen. Uh, how so? It's you gotta. I'm gonna go to it. So first it says, "Will you allow cookies, sir?" And I say, "Yes, please, more cookies." And then they <laughs> Track say, "Track me till the ends of the earth." Month. Mm. DDYY, which is fine, but then it pops up and you have to pick the, the number of the month and they're, they align in a oh, two rows man. only. Yeah. So I it's can't. first row, one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. row, seven, eight, nine, and then the numbers are the same and the year pops up this huge grid. Huge grid starting in 1912. <laughs> yeah. I think they've just resigned themselves to know that when those, the, the birth date months come up, everybody just puts in 
They don't put the right, real birthday. Right. I'm not. Yeah. You just, it's January 1st of 1910 and then you're in the website. <laughs> you can give me cookies even if it's not my birthday. Am I right? <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay. Oh, so the this- font they're using is just like. It's just this, like, Times New Roman. Yeah, it's weird. And it's everything weird. So is they have our off. culture and our taste. Yeah. Remember, this is a German company. So, <laughs> below on the bottom, they have one origin, one culture, one taste. <laughs> oh, pure, pure. Mm, <laughs> pure. Oh, boy. They, so should be, a, <laughs> they should be walking on eggshells a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. In the face of changing fads and fashions, we've done nothing but brew our original German Pilsner for over a century. <laughs> They haven't done anything. So they haven't tried to branch off and like make video games right. or, uh, or, or do Most spin-off have. series. No, they're uh, they're just making beer mm-hmm. for over a century. Using uniquely soft water from our own well. Hey, this one's for you snowflakes out there. Those snowflakes melt down into soft water. There you go. <laughs> Radeberger Pilsner has been brewed exclusively in Radeberg, Germany since 1872. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's... Even this website, it's like, it's all super German, streamlined, simple, to the point, cutting out the bullshit, very efficient. It's such a good beer. And it's also pretty cheap. Like I said, it was like $2.50 for this bottle. This is a big bottle of beer. Yeah, it's over a pint, uh, 500 milliliters of beer here Um, for $2.50. Like, you can't go wrong. The price is is right. There's value. Nick. I like it. Something's thinking uh, in my head. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you don't think it's cl- you don't think it's it's up there. We won't get to the rankings yet. It is up there, but it's really good. It's very sessionable. It tastes good. You could rip a bunch of these. It's two dollars yeah, and fifty cents for a fucking bottle of this uh, over a pint for two fifty. Do you think this is the only way you can buy it in America? Because if you could buy it in like twelve packs, then I'm getting a little more riled up. Sure. It probably is the only way you can buy it. I, I wonder if they have it on tap anywhere. I wonder mm. if people are importing Probably, kegs. right? Yeah. You think. Uh, well, let's see. What's the distribution here? This is coming in through Connecticut, Radeberger Group. So it's, they have a, a presence here. They're, they're their own importer. They're not contracting this. Oh, wow. I think they're a big enough beer. And as far as I could tell, they only make this beer. Radeberger Pilsner. Mm-hmm. So simple ingredients, been doing it for 200 years. They only make this and their distribution is wonderful. 4.8% alcohol right in that sweet spot. And we're employee on. <laughs> this is, and it's, uh, and it's actually like, it's good. It's not skunky. Yeah. There's a little I, What's the downside? There, is say. there? Maybe What's, a little bit, or maybe hoppiness. Maybe that's just mold a little bit of in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a mold hole of my own growing inside of me, <laughs> and it's bigger than dime size, folks. Do you, uh, you think? I think it's firmly. In, is there anything wrong with this? That's what I was trying to get to. Is there is there any aspect of this that you don't like? Price. I mean, like you said, it's kind of standard. It's just like, eh, it's, it's boring. Fine. Yeah. So it's not trying to do too much flavor. That that's maybe a knock against it. But I think one thing we've we've appreciated throughout the duration of this show is is not necessarily the interesting flavors and the, mm. the deep hops or the malts. It's this, you know, it's utility. Beer should be beer. Beer should be beer. Your brother would agree. He, he's big into that. Beer should be beer. I, I agree with him. Um, <clears throat> is, there, is there a beer advocate consensus on this? Oh, yeah, Joe. Why don't we go to beer advocate score? Okay. This has a 3.59 out of 5, or good. 
Only good. That's interesting. I would have thought that would have got higher. Well, a lot of people I'm say... Nervous about that. I think some people are saying, like, it is just meh. Like, this one guy says, uh, Brookfield Glass, uh, buymyproduct.com username, <laughs> says, In my opinion, IMO, I believe the nose of this beer to be its best quality, but the taste leaves a lot to be desired, as it lacks the flow of other pilsners from Germany. Lacks the flow. Lacks the flow. See, yeah, I'm, I'm not... I've had more Belgian beers, I think, than German beers. Um, yeah. Which same. all have... The Belgian flavor is a little bit stronger. These German beers are supposed to be drinkable. This is extremely drinkable. It Maybe is. I'm just not exposed to enough of them. To... So this is back when they like couldn't drink the water, right? And they just had to drink beer all day. I guess. It'd be good yeah. for that. Yeah, it would Maybe be. Maybe we should go back to that. If, if you were to go I back to that... I want to be a farmer. If you were to go back to that to be a farmer and just drink beer instead of water... This you this would be right up there. My lifeblood. Like, what are some of the other beers that we've had that feeling? Like, I think pseudo sewage, their current number one, was was kind of like that. Um, the one that stands out to me is Session. That reached number one for us. Session was was this. We were like, there's there's nothing like outstanding about it, but there's nothing wow. bad. Session tumbled. Session did tumble after a while. It's now down to fifteen out of uh, sixty two. Wowza. So it's in our it's in our wild cards, but it's not even in our cream of the crop. But it, the reason that it was that high is because there's like there's no weakness. Yeah, it's just a super strong beer. And even if you get to the label, like you were mentioning, the German like the crest, the gold, the the gold foil at the it does top does have gold foil. It makes it feel premium. It, it doesn't they like they're they're distributing this worldwide, but they haven't lost their like brown bottles too. Quality brown bottles, not green. Um, the sun can't touch it. Sun's not gonna taint it at all. It's gonna take it from white to off white. Have we ever got a good answer as to why those fucking green bottles exist at all? <laughs> They're so bad. The brand, they just baby. destroy it. It is just the it's brand. It's just got to be a differentiator. Heineken should pull a stunt like IHOP did. Mm. You know, Heineken should go like, "We're using brown bottles now, everybody. Uh-huh. Like, can you believe this shit?" And uh-huh. then people will talk about them for a little bit, and then they'll go back to their green because they got a hole. I, like oh, they got a warehouse full yeah. of green bottles they got to use. But for like two months, made Heineken, in 1910. Yeah. I think it should just make brown bottles for a couple months. That's like a good idea. Aware of them. Well, people, I mean, marketing classes for decades are going to study what IHOB has done here. <laughs> What's your take on IHOB and their whole I liked stunt? it. I, I asked you, because there's an IHOB two blocks from here, uh-huh. if they changed to an IHOB. They, and did. they did not. They're sad a about limited selection of stores officially changed to an IHOP. But they do probably have the burgers. Everybody has the burgers. Everyone has the burgers. But only a few of them. I want to try the burgers. Officially changed to an IHOP. Yeah. So their burgers, it's like a premium suite of burgers. Because they were kind of a Denny's competitor before. Sweet burgers? <laughs> I think Joe. they do. They have some barbecue sauce ones. They were like a Denny's competitor before. And now moving into this burger realm, right. I think they're going for like Red Robin. Or something like that, or maybe Red Five Robin. Guys, or something. Red Robin doesn't do breakfast. No, I know, but that's what I'm You're saying. Just saying from a burger territory, right? IHOP was competing with Denny's and breakfast. They still have that. They have their pancakes. They've okay. since switched back to IHOP, but now they're like, but also, also don't just think about birds. us for breakfast. Exactly. And I mean, we that's have... a twenty four seven IHOP by us. I yeah. go for a burger late night rather than big fatty stack of pancakes. I I couldn't agree more. I'm gonna look. So at they're the IHOP. almost competing with. A McD- they're like a more premium McDonald's is what they're going for. Yeah, which is why I, I drew the Red Robin comparison. Okay. So they have. So let me let me read off the burger menu they have. 
Read it off, Joe. So these are like the McDonald's, like maybe the Angus, mm, like those Angus like premium T. Jones, of- <laughs> the Angus T. Jones burgers. So they have, uh, and this actually, this does say limited time offer. Uh oh. But they have the classic. Get to the nearest IHOP. <laughs> they have the classic. They have the Mega Monster, which is a double of the classic. Two thick patties, two mm-hmm. seats. Uh, the Big Brunch. Big Brunch has fried egg and hash browns on it. So this okay. is where they're bleeding the two worlds together right, to right. create a I fusion like unlike anything anybody's ever seen. This is the plot to the next Jurassic World film. <laughs> Breakfast is morphing. Dra- Jurassic World would be a film that would take the the sponsorship money, much like Charlie Sheen <laughs> with Rad- Radaburger. Totally. Jurassic World would be like, oh, the big brunch. Is that what you're going to have this morning? Yeah. Like, man, it is tasty. And there'd be a five-minute uh-huh. scene of Chris Pratt eating a big brunch burger. And then it's like nighttime. And he's like, one of them's like, oh, I'm hungry. Uh. There's not an IHOP for miles. <laughs> Chris Pratt. I'm fine. I had the... Whatever the fuck it's called. The, the big brunch oh, for $9. And, oh, yeah. Julie's upset. Julie's upset. <laughs> I've been a very bad boy while I've been away. Uh, I haven't had no, a big Jurassic brunch World. in 12 hours <laughs> for nine twenty nine. limited time to you. <laughs> even Promo if, code Pratt at <laughs> Even if your restaurant wasn't part of the promotion that switched IHOPs <laughs> to IHOPs, remember, all menus are consistent. <laughs> in the closed captioning, this is like funneling across the screen like so fast you can watch. Everybody sitting there in the theater is just a little bit confused eating popcorn. <laughs> And then a T-Rex comes in and we're all back. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. If the T-Rex fought the, the other one, then, and then it's I've 15 minutes too. of IHOP. Oh, my God. Have you seen the latest one? I have we not. We talked about it briefly. I have not. We it's terrible. I barely so knew it bad. came out. Like, that's well, how much I my eyes glazed over at the thought of seeing that movie. Good. I had some time to kill and watched a matinee of it. It's terrible. Why? I mean, they lean on that trope. It was cool what in trope? the first second one. Where what the trope? The the T Rex comes in and saves the day because the T Rex oh he's big big he's a me. good guy yeah, yeah T Rex was the bad guy in exactly. the originals and now is the good guy exactly and and, that and was, they do that I they literally do that twice in the new one oh Jesus because the first new one the Chris Pratt his first mm-hmm. one when they did that I gotta say I was like this is kind of cool it was the cool. classic T Rex went and you know took down this weird. The fake whatever, the, yeah, the one they created. In the that lab. was that was my original problem with the the new one. Was like, it's cool that dinosaurs are back. It's mm-hmm. not cool to just make a Godzilla monster. Mm-hmm. That's not a dinosaur. It's not why I'm interested in Jurassic Park. So then they're like, no, the T Rex will come and save you. That's yeah. that's a good. That's fun. That was fun. But you're saying they leaned on. They did it a few times. Yeah, and, I mean that's not even the biggest that. problem with that movie. Good the whole Lord. thing is just a little ridiculous. It's hard to follow. There's a lot happening. A lot of storylines like converging. How can all there be storylines in that movie at all? <laughs> well, you know, all the previews. Well, you said you're not aware of it coming out, but all the previews. So possible spoiler alert. I won't say too much. Who gives a shit? The, it's a uh, shitty movie. All the <laughs> no previews show it as the main storyline is that this island where all the dinosaurs are. This is after the. All the dinosaurs like rebelled and killed people. Yeah, and so the park shut down, but the island's still there. And the storyline is there's a volcano on that island that's about to erupt and will kill all the dinosaurs. And then in the previews, you see Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard running down a hill, followed by dinosaurs, smoke tumbling behind them. I see them from the first movie. I'm sure (laughs) because that's what they did. They all jump up. They're in a big ball, and the ball goes off the cliff. Isn't that in the first movie? No, that's second one. You've probably seen the preview then. Because that's in the second Maybe one. I did then. But the ball is in the first yeah, one. Yeah, the ball. Well, they reuse it, which is fine. Well, it sounds like they're reusing a lot. It sounds like <laughs> they just made the first one 
the second one, and then they put no. a volcano in it. Well, no, because that's the thing. That's not even the main storyline. That's over by oh. like 20 minutes into the movie. Oh, okay, okay. So that's And then just... you get into some weird shit that's happening. <laughs> a lot of it's based on like genetic stuff, but I watched the original Jurassic Park yep. the day after I watched uh, the new one. Yep. And they take the time to like get into these kind of ethical questions about genetic modification. It's like the and whole point. Exactly. That's why it's a beautiful are movie. Yeah. With, yeah. with what they're doing. Your scientists spend so much time wondering if they could do it. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't spend enough time wondering if they should. <laughs> Thank you. Delivered now, with the aplomb of Jeff Goldblum. And 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 that like uh, is, that, is that Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Yeah. So Steven Spielberg you know, uh, has so. a sci-fi history that goes long back, back to the, what's the alien movie? Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, yeah. All of it's wonderful. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. And because the movie is so good, it became a franchise that at this point, Chris Pratt's staring down the barrel of the camera talking about IHOP big brunches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, just to round out the burger menu, because it's still on my computer screen. They also have a cowboy barbecue with onion rings and barbecue sauce on it. A jalapeno kick with pepper jack cheese and a shitload of jalapenos and bacon. Mm. And then mushroom and Swiss. So those are, it is like Red Robins. We got Denny's and we have Red Robin. Just come to IHOP, live here. You can eat here. Mm-hmm. This is everything. Mm-hmm. Go to Costco, IHOP. Did you always, I always viewed IHOP as like maybe a half step up from Denny's though. I went the other way. I think. Really? I always thought IHOP was just kind of trash. Okay. It's so bad. The fucking Denny's pancakes suck. Denny's, Denny's sucks. I know it sucks, <laughs> but it, I kind of liked the Denny's because it was like it. It, it sounds like a, a. At least it sounds like a diner. Yeah, it like does. you could imagine right. a diner named Denny's. I have feels like it's made by IKEA. Like <laughs> like they're the same. It's just some yeah. corporate behemoth that made. They're like here's your here's a hundred pancakes. Mm-hmm. How much flour can you eat? <laughs> yeah, I, I just, dare you to eat them. All. I I never got into it. Yeah, um, I was never a big IHOP guy. I've definitely been to more Denny's than IHOPs. But with the new burgers, who could say? Maybe I'll stop by. Maybe you will. Maybe that cross-promotion works, which uh, is That's why. That's true. I still stared at a movie screen for two hours watching all this happen. <laughs> I didn't walk out of the theater. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know how we got here. But uh, to try to take this bullet train back on the rails, let's close this fucking episode up with a mailbag. Z Patry tweets <gasps> at us. He got back to us. He's got a cast on his hand. He's holding the cold cans <laughs> koozie. And he says, attention, cold cans podcast nation. I implore you to stop talking slash inquiring about you know who. The boys, quote unquote, lawyers are not messing around. We have no idea how you got this cast on your hand. No clue. Uh, Mr. Patry. But I can assure you. It had nothing to do with you-know-who or our lawyers, okay? Mm-mm. Now, is it a coincidence that your hand is a little busted up and you were talking a lot about uh, uh, Mr. He-Who-Shall-Not-Be-Named? I'm not going to say that either. I'm going to say maybe if you talk about He-Who-Shall-Not-Be-Named, you get beat up a little bit. Now, we're not a part of it, but no. I think there's people All out there. I'm saying, the, well, the first time I saw, I saw it when I was back in Wisconsin now. You know okay, I, mean? I hear you. And he's doing fine. Oh. Next thing I know, I, I leave the room for two seconds. I come back. He's on the floor crying. He's oh, bleeding, Joe. It's a smear campaign, you think? What I think happened here. Here we go. What I think happened here. Here we go. Is he's being hired by the lawyers. There's a bit of a conspiracy happening, isn't there? I've stepped of, in. <laughs> 
of one Mr. Woody Harrelson. I'd have nothing, I, I could never imagine to get involved with something like this. Both of them came in for just a second. Yeah, now they're gone. <laughs> that was a lucky appearance we got. That was really nice. And so the lawyers it took little Nancy Kerrigan action. Oh, I see. I see. But it's all Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> she orchestrated the whole thing. Okay, but it, that didn't happen. Stay no. woke. <laughs> I see. But in your Put universe, those glasses. stay, stay woke. woke. <laughs> in your universe, Nancy Kerrigan orchestrated the hit against her as a smear campaign against Tanya Harding. Yes, she's playing it's chess. Everyone else is playing checkers. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that so may be Z. what's happening. Here. Childhood friend of Brian Harrison. <laughs> I know. Understood. Don't say it. All right, ZP. Uh, Good, thanks for tweeting up. at us. Heal, heal up. up. We get wish well you soon. all the best. Get, get well, well soon. soon. Uh, let's close this thing up and talk about rankings. I loved this goddamn beer. I loved everything about it. I loved the price. I loved the mm. the taste, mm. the session. Mm. I didn't love the parable. By the way, that was terrible. Oh, uh, terrible. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, love the session ability. Like I just would recommend this over almost every other beer we've recommended. To me, it's clearly in cream of the crop. What do you think? Really? Hit me back. Joel. I think it's very clearly in it. Joel, I don't know what has happened when I left, but it seems you've lost your dang mind. <laughs> you know Let what? me see what's in cream of the crop. I don't even know. I haven't looked at this stuff. In... Okay, so all, it stops all you worry at about... Elysian Night Owl Pumpkin Owl. People talk about whether Radeberger could be in Cream of the Crop. <laughs> they should be talking about whether it should be. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm okay with that, actually. put it. Let's put it above uh, Optimism Before the Dawn. What about there? Six, seven spot. I like it better than Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA. Did you? I like it better than Roadback Grand Crew. I don't like it better than Spag Cow. So I would put it at five. You're saying put it at... Seven. Seven. <sighs> Let me plead my case. Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA. Do you remember it at all? Yeah, it was like a refreshing. It was good. It was one of the only IPAs I've ever liked. Hazy IPAs, and they're kind of coming into style. Yeah. And we talked about like the Northeast IPA or whatever it's called, New England IPA. It might be thought of as a fad. Mm. The cold cans bump, you think, it started this fad. Yes. Well, By the way, we I, know it hasn't been victim to fads. Ah, they haven't changed a thing. Radeberg hasn't changed a thing in 200 years. They haven't years. done a damn thing <laughs> in over 100 years than brew this beer. I haven't done anything. <laughs> I love the way that's worded. It's it, almost like it was a bad a translation gone wrong. If it could I be. I hope so. Because this is a German company. Uh, we, we've we done nothing <laughs> but brew our beer. Uh, and this is a good thing. Yeah. We've watched just dozens of atrocities happen in our homeland. <laughs> We haven't stopped making this beer. And we still say things like one culture, <laughs> one way, one, one right way. Yes. Uh, Work will set you free. All right, fine. Fuck it. It's number seven. I can't argue it too much. I think that because I love Hazy Little Thing IPA, I thought Rodenbach was, was good, better yeah. than this. I just think this is like I'd grab this over a Rodenbach or a Hazy Little Thing IPA. I wouldn't grab yeah. it over Spot Cow. But I, I, I'm actually extremely comfortable with with that. Okay. And I'm comfortable with you being back. Hey, in I'm the back, fold. baby. Thanks. Try to get rid of me. I'll we probably won't. be gone next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we better do a back-to-back.
The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com 